You start it. Well, he got to wait for the record. Okay, we're on. Uh, hello, it's a couple of dummies. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> you are such an idiot, dude. Long time no smell. <laughs> Actually, I can't smell anything because we're we are skyping long distance from New York to Indianapolis, Indiana. Right? That's yes, is it working? I'm, I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yes. What was that noise? Uh, I was picking up my beer, I think. But yes, mm. it's working. It's working. Are the What are you drinking? Old English? Is that what I'm I dr- see? Yes, I'm drinking furniture polish. <laughs> no, is that... Is that things have, things have not been going well for me. I've moved on to cleaning and uh, polishing solutions. <laughs> is it Old English, a kind of beer? This is that Naragan nar- asset that we enjoyed while you were visiting when oh, we went okay. to the seafood place after we saw the move the Creed. It's what they had on tap, and they sell it at my corner grocer. So it sounds like I, a town out of Massachusetts. Well, it's funny you say that. It's uh, it's well, first of all, it's made on honor, and it's the famous uh, sold on merit. Oh, made on uh, the the their logo is made on honor, sold on merit since 1890, and it's out of New England. It's the pride of New England. Hi, neighbor, is what it says on the back. Beautiful. So, so now it's a, an advertisement for Naragonset beer. Yeah. yeah I'm sure uh, your buddy Tom Brady drinks some of this. <laughs> he probably drinks it while he uses Old English on the base of his MVP trophies and all that stuff. <laughs> Just for the record, I absolutely hate Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> and also for our listening audience, please know that Mark and I are doing this via Skype. Yeah. And so we're actually looking at each other, although we're separated by about 800 miles. Yeah, 11 hours or such, give or take a millisecond. Well, 11 but... hours if you're walking. Um, yeah. But two hours but we, plane. So we can see each other. You can't see us. You have to listen to our smooth, oaky voices over <laughs> Skype. Uh, as we look at each other, I'm wearing big can headphones, and he's wearing earbuds. Yeah, he's sitting in what looks like it. I feel like it's the view from like a video poker machine because he's got this like white light <laughs> in the dark room glaring on him. <laughs> and I'm sitting in this like warm lit little library with. Like, oh yeah, that's nice right. Because artwork hanging on because the wall. you live in like a four thousand foot mansion <laughs> in the fucking Hamptons. So you're in the goddamn library. I've yeah. got a, uh, a Irish setter sitting at my feet. <laughs> so, well, this uh, is our first but, uh, yeah. attempt at uh, doing a real podcast. So. Yeah, and we both, uh, we, I think I really missed it, actually. But uh, you didn't, so I guilted you into it. Actually, we did some, we did some, why do you have aviators on your, on your top of your head? <laughs> oh, my sunglasses? Hey. Yeah. Well, you, you looked down and I thought I was eye to eye with old Tom Cruise from Top Gun there for a second. Oh, there we are, buddy. Hey, there it is. <laughs> now he's, hey, now he's wearing them. You know how much I paid for these things, dude? Uh, let me just give you a quick, let me just take a shot in the dark. Okay. Buck 50. Now, why would you say that? I got these at TJ Maxx for 10 bucks, my friend. Oh, man. Ten. Sweet. So I'm not afraid to spend money on sunglasses. I know where TJ Maxx is making their drink. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anywho, yeah. He's got a pair of big old windows <laughs> on his face right now. Big old, like, tinted windows. It looks like somebody broke them out of, like, a Camaro from the 19, late 1980s and the put them together with a couple of... Dude, the stupid thing is, is that when I leaned over like that and you saw them, the truth is, is that yeah. I, that's how I wear them at work all day long. <laughs> you keep your sunglasses on all day at work? All day long, oh. on my head, on top of my head. Like, I'm just, I'm like the, I'm like the biggest douchebag there ever was, man. <laughs> <laughs> I keep my sunglasses on my head. Most of the times in the afternoon, like, I also, I wear my coat and scarf. Like, just all day. <laughs> like, I go into meetings, and I just, I'm just, like, sitting back with my legs crossed in my fucking coat. <laughs> and, the, and my sunglasses on top of my head on meet, on calls. Like, it's... You're just, it's, you're just sitting there, and everybody's like, hey, who's the pilot? <laughs> who's the asshole in the corner who looks like an aviator yeah, who's, the 19, who's the 1940s uh, bomber <laughs> captain or whatever yeah it's I mean honestly dude it's 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 ridiculous what I do I, I, I would I would deal with that for about 40 seconds before I start laying into you <laughs> you mean if you worked it? yeah yeah if I was sitting in the boardroom with you and you walked in like Phil Hartman from a Saturday Night Live sketch sat down oh, <laughs> oh I would just start would ripping just... into you <laughs> uh... yeah that would be uh... nice oh man I can barely now. Like, how many seconds did it take for you to like look? You just look down for a second, yeah. And those aviators glared at me. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I just you know, I went to the I I just so I sat down to do this with you, and I like I just came from the grocery. It's eight o'clock. It's after eight o'clock at night. And like no, I've, still, I've still got them on my head. Oh, dude. the grocery, wear... people in the grocery had to just been gritting their teeth and like <laughs> just just clenching their fists because <laughs> because if you're listening, he's got a scarf on right now. I just noticed. <laughs> I just so... have a scarf. On. <laughs> he's got it's... the scarf on. He's got a he's got a woolly uh, collared bomber jacket. Yeah, yeah, and he's. Uh... <laughs> No, he doesn't have that. That's that's I too much. I don't have the jacket. That's too much. But I but do yes. have the scarf and like the aviator. Oh my yes. gosh! I He's like an yeah. old Hollywood director, just all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Um. But yeah, a happy New Year, right? Did you have a happy New Year? What did you? What did you? I so don't know. Mark, it's started. Uh, I don't know. If, are you allowed to tell people you had a baby? Uh, Mark had a baby. Yeah. I didn't know if that was public <laughs> information. Yeah. So he, so he and his wife are, are raising the most amazingly beautiful little boy, George. Oh. I mean, this kid is so good and just such a beautiful boy. Thank you for saying that. He, uh, yeah, he really is. And now we're, we're getting to a time where he's, within the last couple of weeks, he's hit a real chemical change and he's become just an absolute terror. <laughs> well, he's, just, he's two, oh, right? Oh, he's yeah. Two. And everyone's like, yeah, well, what do you expect from the terrible twos? And it's like, yeah. oh, thanks. But, uh, yeah, no, there's some kind of little chemical thing that happens, I think, when they hit that. Because he just, like, pushing him down the stroller in the middle of the sidewalk, all of a sudden he'll just start flipping out. He's 
Really? Kind of throws his gloves off, throws his hat off. Yeah. So how old is he? Two he's years. two years and three months because he's yeah. born October. Yeah. Like clockwork. But when I was there, I went out and visited Mark and his beautiful wife uh, over Thanksgiving. And when I was there, he was great. I mean, you know, it was an occasional, like, midday meltdown, I'm hungry or tired or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, he was just such a good kid the whole time. We kept him pretty heavily medicated while you were here. Just well, to be... We didn't want to... <laughs> to be fair, I was pretty heavily medicated. So. <laughs> True that. <laughs> so he and I were both feeling no pain. Yeah. No, he's no, nah, he's he's good. And honestly, people that go when he has one of his little meltdowns, and and we say uh, we're like, oh, sorry. And they're like, that's that's it. <laughs> that's that's that you consider that. Yeah. Right. So yeah, he's been good. Hey, we had a good New Year. We were we were in bed. Honestly, we were in bed by ten o'clock. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Well, that was with some dude that works at this bar underneath the, my uh, my the place that I work. Uh, yeah, he said, you know, I was in bed by ten thirty. He, he's like twenty seven years old. I'm like, well, he get older, you know. Yeah, and he's oh, like, yeah, God. it doesn't mean as much as it used to. He's only twenty seven. Oh my oh, there, God! There's Bridget. I'm seeing Bridget on here. Yeah, hi Bridget. Oh, she stole the but, monitor. But so you were just, you're in bed asleep. Yeah. Well, I, Bridget went to bed and I was uh, watching some stuff on my, uh, on my uh, laptop and also watching kind of the coverage that was going on on TV. And I actually, I made it to about 1130 myself, actually. Okay. So I lied. And then I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> By yourself. Yeah. Your wife's just alone. Sad. Just sleeping. Yeah. Just <laughs> sleeping and just Falling asleep in a pool room in tears as I <laughs> cry at the television. Um, and, no, yeah, it's good. Well, what we did, what we've started, what we've done, I, we did it this year, and I think we'll continue to do it. Is we got a babysitter for uh, the Saturday following New Year's Eve, so that we could go out just the two of us, and we didn't have to deal with the whole hustle and bustle and all that. So, oh, that's nice. Yeah, that was really nice. So we did that instead. You got a sitter, and <clears throat> yeah. Where'd you go? We went to a nice Italian restaurant. <laughs> what? <laughs> we, <laughs> that's my almost to a T perfect Italian accent. We <laughs> well, we started the evening. We went to a wine bar just two blocks away from us called Winegasm. Okay. Where, uh, it's right there in, in in Queens. Old, yeah, in Old Astoria. So we went there and had, uh, she had a glass of wine, I had a, a bourbon. <laughs> it's a little pre. She's like, I'll have a spritzer. And you're like, I'll have a highball. <laughs> it's like, I didn't wear these spurs to not drink whiskey tonight. <laughs> so you just get hammered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Place, right? Like, what do you have? I'll say, you tell me I'm wearing a duster. <laughs> They're like Zima. No, I'll take the whiskey. <laughs> I'll take whiskey. You got me there. <laughs> so, yeah. So we had a we had a bowl full of uh, bourbon and a <laughs> glass of wine, and then. <laughs> We... <laughs> okay, all right. And then we moved on to dinner. 
and we went uh, another block over and a block up to uh, to an attack. Really, really good attack, boys. Uh, sorry, got the giggles. Yeah. Uh, so right there, okay, so you're still in Queens, right? You go yeah. to an attack. What was the name of the Italian joint? Was it good? It was called uh, crap. Uh, it was called crap. <laughs> Uh, regardless of its name, we still went in. You and... gotta plug. You gotta plug the name if you can. Yeah, remember. It was maybe called... Bridget. Maybe Bridget will remember. She will. You, you gotta plug the name. Uh, Tyan Queens. He's uh, looking at something there. He's trying to read his phone. Of yeah, things. because I looked it up on this phone, so it should remember. What, like on Yelp or something? It was calls. Oh my gosh! Now it's showing me all the Italian people from Queens. Other restaurants, <laughs> like on Facebook or something, you're hitting a bunch of dudes named Guido. Or what's <laughs> I googled Italian Queens, I meant to put Italian restaurant. Oh, and it's okay. like, well, <laughs> wait, uh, wait, 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 where do we start? Put Italian Queens, yeah, yeah, and it was Queens, like Queens who were Italian, okay. So, all they all they came up was a bunch of portraits of like <laughs> settlers. <laughs> Uh, settlers. Okay. Well, we don't. Well, we really don't need to let the show devolve into a search for the name of the Italian restaurant. Call. Oh God. Well, <laughs> here we go. Maybe we do, and maybe we do. <laughs> yeah, I'd prefer. He's still looking at his phone. Uh, I prefer if we moved on, but uh, I think it was called like La Trenta or something. It's on Thirty First Avenue, Thirty First Avenue, and Thirty uh, between Thirty Sixth and Thirty Seventh Street. And what La What it was called? I think it's called La Trenta or uh, or Plaza del Mango. I've gotten him back. To the phone. <laughs> See, well, you should have just let it go. I don't know why you kept. He continues it up. to search for the name of the restaurant. Hey, Bridge. Bridgie, do you remember what the name of the restaurant was we went to? The Italian was it La Trenta? Oh, what you said. Yeah, yeah. La Viva La Loca. No. <laughs> Yeah, I can't either. I can't find it on my phone either. Okay. Oh my god, what a catastrophe. This is this is our daily business. Hey, are uh, those those little Sony headphones or are those knockoffs? Yeah. They are the Sony, Sony. Ones? Yep. yep. I bought those I bought that exact set. Have you noticed that if you switch them around that it's like it's built for your head, the way your ears naturally lay. If you put them the other way, if you f- put the right earphone on the left ear, yeah. You yeah. see how it doesn't work? Still works. Well, I can still hear. No, I know you could still hear, but do you see how like the pressure should be on the back side of your head? Oh like, yeah. Like they don't fit around your ears right because there's a, 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 yeah, a different I angle exactly. if you put yep. it on forward. There's more pressure in the back to like cup the back of your head. Yeah. So Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that feels actually, yeah. Uh, that's funny you said that because I was like, oh, he's going to tell me to do this. I'm going to realize I'm wearing them the wrong way. No, <laughs> no, no. I, you know, when you turn them around, it's like it doesn't, it won't close on the front of your ear because the it's built at an angle to fit your head. like From back to front. Like it bees yeah. out from back to front. I got gotcha. you. That's right. It's like, you know, they're like 50 bucks or whatever. They're great headphones. 
Yeah. No, I, this is the second pair I've had. Usually my head's so big that I scrape the top part, like the little sliding parts that you adjust, snap out of it. Yeah, yeah, they snap out of their thing. Because usually I'm, like, throwing them down to run up and go do something. But, yeah, I've broken a couple pairs. These, these pairs, of, this pair, these pairs, these pairs here have lasted. These pair, yeah. This pair has lasted. So, but what did you do for the new year? Oh, dude, I just... Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I laid on my couch right over there. Yeah. And I watched from, I started the movie at like 1115. So, you know, it went through the new year until like 1245 or one o'clock in the morning. Right. So mm-hmm. this is the movie that I watched while new years flipped from 2015 to 2016. Let me watched. guess. Can I try guessing? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. What, what genre action or adventure? <laughs> Uh, action or what? <laughs> action or, or adventure? Uh, I would I, of those two choices. Okay, I let would me say just... closer to adventure. Okay, uh, okay. So now we'll go adventure or drama. Adventure. Really? Yeah. Did yeah. you watch uh, Indiana Jones? No. No. Oh, but... Born but Identity. That's... No. No. Oh, you said, but that's a Hidalgo. <laughs> I don't even know what Hidalgo is. I thought I'd go like. <laughs> what? Was it Casablanca? No, no, no. So you said it's closer to Indiana Jones, but it's not. So maybe yeah, uh, it's not Indiana Jones. It's not. It's not that kind of adventure. Okay. So we're talking about more of a buddy road trip kind of adventure. Yes, it's closer to that kind of thing. Yes, buddy Was road it motor- trip. It's motorcycle diaries. To... No, Motors? but it's uh, not actually buddy on a road trip. But it's a, it's uh, closer to that you know kind of mentality. Of... Right? Okay, okay. So not Thumb on Louise. Uh, <laughs> uh, lead was the leading person a man or a woman? Uh, the lead is a man. Oh. Okay, so it was uh, Casino Royale? No, 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 no. No, Seems but not. that's 007, right? That's not a buddy-on-a-road comedy. Well, neither is Indiana Jones. Well, no, it's more so, though. But it's more adventure than it is drama. Was it President Day or... Or action. Action. President. Was it President's Day that I saw the movie? No, was it, like, present set in present day or... Oh, another... yes, yes. It was, it was set in present day. Was it heat? No. Uh, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know. Go ahead with what you want to know. Was, was it? Uh, was it? There will be blood. <laughs> no, it was not that. But that actually, that would have been a better movie to bring in the new year on. Oh, that, just oh. a bottle of whiskey and like a half a case of beer, and yeah. like uh, you know. I abandoned my son. <laughs> I, Mr. Daniel Plainview. <laughs> And I will bring people to this town, and the oil will come up from the ground and rain money all over the place. You look like him right now with that scarf on. That's like at the end when he's wearing that big, thick collared cardigan. And yeah, yeah, that's right. Down in the uh, bowling alley. Bowling alley, yeah. And he just beats that kid to death. Right. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair well some kid not we don't say which kid no uh <laughs> what movie was it titanic oh you want me to tell you now 
Mm-hmm. I watched, so I watched Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, I never would have guessed that. Two? Hot, hot Two. It was oh, on like HBO or whatever, Cinemax or whatever. I didn't even see the first one. Is it the same cast? Uh, yeah, with one exception. The guy, his name I can't remember. His sister's big time. He was in, uh, Dave Vague would kill me. He was in this movie. Andrew Shue? Uh, no. Elizabeth Shue's brother? No, no. But, uh, he was, he was in. Jake Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal? No, no, it was it was the guy. This was it was made. I think this is an '80s film, and he ran a record store, and he knew yeah. like oh a, Cusack, John high Cusack. fidelity, John Cusack. Yeah. So uh, John Cusack, uh, the character lingered from the first movie, but he did not appear in the second movie outside of a photograph. Oh, okay. So, but, so every, he, but everybody else basically came back, like Cordry, Rob Cordry, yeah, um, and then I don't know, I forget the other guy, but Seth Rogen know. in that? I can't. Even, I no, don't... Seth Rogen wasn't. No, it was the guy from um, Lean from on Me, the American version of The Office. Oh, Steve Carell? No, not Steve Carell. He was the he was like the foreman in the basement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Yep. Um, like, Daryl. Kind of, played Daryl. Daryl. Uh, that's right. That guy is in it. And he, they were, here's the, th- so here's the thing about it. And I wish I could remember that guy's name, the guy who played Daryl. But the thing about it was, they're really funny together. Like that guy and Cordry. And yeah. they have this other dude whose name I don't know. He's really young and he was playing like Cordry's son. Um, and then they ran into a couple other you know, fuckers through the, I'm sorry, people through there. Uh, <laughs> but they were so funny together. Like it looked like if you were behind the camera on the day it was shooting, yeah. that you would have just been totally engaged and thought it was hysterical the way the guys yeah. were relating. Oh yeah. But, but then, but what I thought as an audience member was as I was watching it, like, it wasn't nearly that funny to me. Although what those guys were doing was funny together. You know what I mean? Are you back? I'm sorry. We lost internet connection there for a minute. You fell off. Are you there, Mark? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. You were just a little behind. Are you there? Yeah, you froze for one moment. You leaned towards the camera. I think you're aviator. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. But how about now? It's getting a little better. I think it was my. I think it was my um, internet connection gave out for a minute there. Oh, well, mine won't. Mine won't give out because my wireless router is right there. Okay. All right. Good. I'm good. I'm good. Can you hear me now? Yeah. So yes. Copyright infringement. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> are you able to detect the sound of my voice at this moment yeah okay good. again i told you it sounds oaky and like a varnish banister your voice is like a long varnish banister that's beautiful. Just smooth and oaky <laughs> so i don't know whether you heard me or not but HTTM 2 
<clears throat> which is how I refer to Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Sweet. HTTM2 uh, was, it, it was as though if I were behind the camera, those guys looked like they were having fun and it would have been very funny to me. But as an audience member, I just didn't think it was that, it wasn't as funny to me as it was to those guys. I get it. You know? No, I get it. Yep. But, it's but, like, kind of like when somebody's sharing an inside joke and you're like, oh, that's obviously, yeah. they're really, really appreciating. And I appreciate the fact that they're really, like, into it. Kind of like this show. Because all we're really doing is sharing inside jokes yeah. here. And you're freezing up again. Yeah. That's not my computer connection, my friend. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here um, now, but that is not my internet connection. Is it mine? Well, I don't know. You see, because the connection between us is low. Uh, oh, on it Skype. Says, yeah, if yes, on Skype. If we um, stop sharing screens, yeah, that's gonna uh, uh, help us. Well, I've got you on widescreen. Yeah, so and I'm saying, I'm saying, turn screen. off your video camera, and then uh, the audio is gonna get better. How's that? That's better. See, it was pushing too much information through the... So it gave you that information just how? Like in a little pop-up? Yeah, there was a little pop-up at the bottom of my screen. Nice. Well, all it said was the internet connection was low. Oh. It may well, have said just... something about the screen. I don't know. I was getting really distracted by your aviator still on the top of your head after we called attention to it. <laughs> So, but the, my point and my overarching point about Hot Tub Time Machine 2. You sure you want to say arching? Yeah, overarching. Why? What's wrong with arching? It's arcing. Arcing. Overarching? It is? Mm hmm. Overarch, overarching point. Don't worry. That up. I don't buy in. Try it. But my. My ultimate point was that those guys were really funny. Rob Corddry, throughout the course of the entire movie, is really, really funny. Yeah, I like him as a comedian, honestly. Yeah. And the fact that I always spell his name, and I think I'm typing corduroy. <laughs> now, have you seen his stand-up routine? I've never seen him do stand-up. Mark. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here now. Are you there? Yeah, what happened? I don't know. We lost connection. The computer had to get us back online. Yeah. That's all right. This is, well, you're in Captasia, so this can all be... Oh, that, it could be part of it. Yeah, no, we can cut that out. So the question I left you with before we got disconnected, and you may not have heard it, was um, have you ever seen Rob Corddry do stand-up? Because it sounded oh. like you had. Hey, are you there? Hold on, hold on. We're disconnected, bro. Uh, uh, I can hear you fine. Okay. I can, I can hear you fine. Yeah, I'm, it's it's a tough uh, feed coming in from you, dude. From me? Yeah. Everything is solid 
It's just your your voice is breaking up a little bit. Mine? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to take it back to that last question. Connection? What do you mean? I mean, just plug, like, do a direct, because right now I'm on Wi-Fi. that's causing it? Oh, yeah. No, it it, it it might, because you're, we're sending a lot of, like, information through the internet line. But I'm like, I, the other thing is I'm right next to it. Like, I'm sitting right next to it. Oh, I get that. I get that. But you're, you're hey, landing... I appreciate that you appreciate what I'm appreciating right now. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna. I think I'm just gonna leave this as it is and post it as our. <laughs> that's part of it. Is, our, is just this. This is us. Yeah, that's right. That's that's part of the great mystique we've developed. <laughs> because it's just a couple massive. of guys. That's why we have over seventy views <laughs> over the course of six like hour long dumb podcasts. Yes, but we what we may have here is uh, uh, while we're on here, let's move along because I think we've got more stuff to cover. Okay, all right, whenever you're ready. Uh, Thanksgiving. We were talking about this uh, when you came out to visit. Yeah. And we had a nice time. We had, and like you mentioned earlier, we had Thanksgiving dinner, and then we uh, one evening while you were here, we went out and saw them. Well, let's do a little movie review, right? Shall we? Okay, okay, we can do that. Uh, Bridget and uh, my wife and she'll uh, surprise me by taking by us all going to see the movie Creed, and. First one went to a local waterfall and had a quick little drink there and then went into the movie theater and saw Creed. What did you think of the show? We talked about it earlier. I thought Creed was good. I, I thought the first quarter of that movie, I, I couldn't uh, really buy into the screenplay. Yeah. I had some trouble with that. Um, I didn't think the characters, particularly in the early going, were very well drawn. I thought they were just kind of shallow, plasticky, uh, you know, type of characters that just hadn't been very well developed. Um, you're, you're talking about from the beginning when we meet up with Adonis and he's um, living in, like, I guess, Los Angeles. Yeah. And, and up. Fighting in Tijuana. That's right, all that. And then he ends up, uh, up until the point, basically, he meets that girl that lives below him. Yeah. Like, all the way to that, I don't know how much of that movie that is. That feels like that was about a quarter of the movie, but I yeah. suppose it could have been a much, as much as a third of the movie. But no, I kind think of, you're right with a quarter. Yeah, I think you're right with a quarter. About, up, up until that time, I thought... That I wasn't really buying in. I didn't care about the characters. I didn't know where they were coming from, where they were going. The, you know, it was kind of stilted uh, uh, dialogue. But then, uh, kind of after that point, after his relationship with her started to develop, 
I thought that it got much, there was a lot more quality to it or substance, right? Yeah. I thought there was more substance after that point. That's my too. general takeaway. And then the, I thought that fucking Stallone was yeah. stellar in that movie. Yeah. Those are the two things I take away from it. What about you? He got nominated for a Golden Globe for that. That's well deserved. Yeah. I felt the same thing. No, I, uh, as far as, I, and I can see what you're saying, I think part of it was uh, the first part of the movie, we were being introduced to, obviously, new characters. Um, and I felt that uh, the same thing. Like, And maybe it was, maybe I need to see it again, that it was just me being wrapped up in, oh, let's see what, you know, new character, let's see what he's got. Um, and not that his performance or anything was anything off, but I think I was kind of anticipating, like, okay, how's this going to get into the Philadelphia? How's this going to get back with Stallone? So I spent that first quarter, like, I think that's a, a great estimate of the movie, really thinking about, like, okay, when are we getting, how's this all going to connect? How are we going to get back to Stallone? How are we going to do this? Uh, or uh, Balboa and all that. Right. So um, I, I, I was with you on that. I was kind of leery. And then once he got into Philly and um, like you said, with the where he's hearing the noise below him, the music pounding, and he's yeah. going down banging on the, the wall, and then he goes and does all the stuff except with Stallone and all that. Um, yeah, that's where I really started really buying in. Um, and, I, and I don't know. I don't. In some ways, looking back, I want to see it again. But looking back, that may have been really good, really good filmmaking for somebody doing a Rocky uh, chapter. Because it was like, okay, yeah, of course you're not interested in this first part of the movie. You're not really not interested, but you're totally trying to feel them out. Like it was crafted. You're saying yeah. like the director or screenwriter or whoever like crafted that. Yeah. Like, let's do some shallow little intro um, to kind of give you a sense of this guy. Because he's living in L.A. and he's fighting in Tijuana, Mexico while also being like a, some kind of stock trader or something. Right. Or a financial guy. Um, maybe uh, like let's just kind of breeze through this. Let's introduce a little bit of Felicia Rashad, who was all, even in the couple of scenes like she didn't have to leave the mansion was brilliant um, as uh, Apollo Creed's wife. Um, yeah, I feel like that. And then once they got to Philly, we all kind of settled back a little bit as viewers, going, "Okay, we're back in the neighborhood we remember from the films." Um, in a sense, um, even when he went, like I, I think where I kind of started relaxing was when he went to the restaurant because I was like, okay, now we pick up from where we were with Balboa. When he like, goes um, into the restaurant and Balboa yeah. is like, "Ah, look, kid, I don't want anything to do with you. Good luck." Yeah, and it's really it's after work or whatever. There's nobody yeah. there, right? And That's he's like, like, "Yeah, that painting. Uh, I heard there was another match uh, that uh, nobody knew about." Yeah. Who, who won that one? Balboa? That's right. Like, like, uh, that's between me and, or whatever. What did he say? Just between us? Or, it's like, just between us. No, I, I think... <laughs> <laughs> no, doesn't he tell him Apollo went... Uh, ultimately, in the film, am I wrong? But Stallone tells him uh, that Apollo beat him. Yeah. In that second yeah, yeah. fight. In the little fight that you see at the end of Rocky... Three, right? I don't know, yeah, Rocky two or Rocky three. But you were, and I think your comment after we saw the movie that night, your comment was, "I wonder if he just 
This is how sick you are. You're like, I wonder if he only told him that, that Apollo beat him, because he didn't want to tell him that he beat Apollo's ass again. He just did it because he knew he was his kid, and he didn't want to, like, like, I know this kid's got a lot of hard feelings towards Apollo, so let me just give him, let me just, you know. But that's like, but yeah, but Mark, that's how sick you are on this like this Rocky slash Star Wars nerd kick. Like you are so dialed in on all of the lore. I love the fact that you're so judgmental about it. But what movie did you see? What two movies have you seen in the last three months? I saw them both. Yeah, you saw them both. <laughs> once with me and once on your freaking own, you nerd. What do you mean? Star Wars? No, maybe you saw it with somebody else. Yeah, I didn't see it alone. I saw it with my buddy Rob and his wife and kids, man. And his mom. Oh, you it saw was it great. out in LA. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was... Okay, well, let's move on to that. Okay, well, let's finish up Rocky for one second, if we may. Is there anything left to say uh, about that without, movie? We don't want to spoil anything, but I thought... Uh, I thought the guy that played Young Creek, but you forgot my other comment that I made as we left. <laughs> oh, please remind the viewing audience. Because I made the comment, and then I watched a lot of bloggers make the same comment, and that was um, the fact that uh, uh, the kid playing Adonis Creed, his yeah. whole motivation as an actor in that role was uh, living... Uh, living past the name Creed. Like, he didn't want to, he didn't go by Creed. That's one thing we didn't mention was he yeah. went by another name, Watson or whatever. And, uh, the actor playing him's name was Michael Jordan. Oh, right, 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 right. That's right. Living past Somebody the guy's name. <laughs> no, that's... I bet he had something to really dive into growing up being Michael Jordan. The actor's <laughs> name was Michael Jordan, right. <laughs> How about going to your agent and being like, yeah, can you get me into, uh, now that I've joined the union, uh, okay, what's your name? Maybe we should, uh, up to it. No, no, I'll stick with it. What is it? Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> like one of the heavily, heaviest marketed names of any personality. Right, right. No, that's, it's true, man. It's a, it's a valid point. Like he was working, he had, it had to have crossed that guy's mind while he was preparing for that role. Was that every time he got introduced to someone professionally, because they wanted him to, they wanted whoever he was meeting to know his name, they introduced him as Michael Jordan, and inevitably, the uh, you know, any relation. Like, hey, what's how's your uh, jump shot? Hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like everybody's got a line to come back with on that. It's got to get really old, and so I agree with you that. He was probably, you know, using that as fuel for his work. It's interesting. Yeah. It's, it hey, is. Hey, I have to pause one moment. Okay. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah. I just, I just have to run to the restroom real quick. Though. Okay, that's fine. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think. Okay, we'll just, just pause. Yeah, just, just let me know when you're back on. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mark, <laughs> Mark had to go to the bathroom. And he wants he wants me to go back and like edit this, <laughs> but there is not a chance in hell that I am. <laughs> so, so his baby went to bed like 
I don't know, an hour and 15 minutes ago. And so he's probably just, you know, he's got like three beers in him and then we've been sitting on here for 40 minutes and he's just got to go so bad that <laughs> he can't contain it. Uh, so we had to walk away. So we'll give him a minute to come back here. <clears throat> it's, this is uh, Tuesday night, January 5th, and it's about uh, 10 to 9. Did you hear me come in? Yeah. <laughs> what were you talking about? <laughs> I was just uh, kind of time stamping it. Oh, gotcha. So What's that sound? <laughs> your fourth tall boy. Oh, your ring man. <laughs> yeah, six matches. Definitely six matches. Could be more than six. Uh, okay, so, so Creed was great. I actually walked away from that. I recommended it to a lot of people that are that I considered either boxing fans. Because I also felt like the action in Creed, like the actual live boxing action was really well done. Like, I felt like it looked like they were throwing hard punches. I felt like when he was training, he was really training. Um, yeah. I really I appreciated that. You know what part I appreciated? And this is sort of a spoiler, so uh, jump ahead about 30 seconds if you haven't seen the movie. But the part where uh, last round when he got up off the stool and they finally played the... Yeah. Oh my god, that tears started welling in my eyes. Yeah. That, okay, oh, yet again. I looked it's... over you, but I couldn't barely hear it over you crunching on your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen a, if you haven't seen a movie, show, he buys a large popcorn and he sits down. And from the moment he waits, like he, I think he crunched through most of the previews. But the movie started, and he just starts eating this popcorn like it's, it's oxygen, <laughs> crunching through it. At one point, I was like, oh, it's got to be out of popcorn right now. And, it's and not it true. Like, None of this is true. So I heard, bump. Mark, Mark, Mark. That's yeah. not true. Or Rocky's visiting uh, Adrian's grave, and he pulls a chair out, and he sits like this. Yo, Adrian. Uh, <laughs> it's not true, Mark. That's an exaggeration. Yeah, but you did eat a lot of popcorn through that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was good. It was really good. It was great to see it with you guys because we we'd spoken earlier in the week how much uh, I was looking forward to it, and and uh, Shilden, uh, my wife, went out one night. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Hey. You, <laughs> I just agree with you. No, but I don't like the way you said it. Oh yeah. What you, your wife and me? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh See? yeah. That's why we don't? <laughs> so they went out and they said, "Hey, let's do a little fun thing." And and our one night out, while we had a sitter, we planned a sitter for the weekend, for one night. And uh, they said, "Let's figure it all out." And, playing something so then they came back the next day and were like oh we well we know what we're doing tomorrow don't worry that was chill and Bridget was like yeah we're gonna go out <laughs> so, so then we, we went, took you there yep and then we went out afterwards and went and ate some nice seafood we and, did but I, I I gotta be honest I wasn't crazy about that restaurant man. yeah I regret I regret it we won't plug it right I wouldn't plug that place no I, I mean it was it. 
I, I, <laughs> the thing was, is there were like three or four options in that same area around where were we like flat iron or whatever. Yeah. There were three or four other locations that had like oysters, which is what you wanted, you know? And I don't know, for whatever reason, I settled on that place, and that's where we went. But I felt like we had other options that could have been a much, much better experience. As, well, and I was as much fun as we had, right? As much oh, fun yeah. as we had. And we had our own company, and we got to talk about the movie and enjoy mm-hmm. each other's company. But the place I went to on New Year's, uh, Saturday after New Year's, I was talking about that I can't remember the name of. I think it's called uh, La Trenta is the name of it. The Italian um, joint, right. Yeah, on 31st Avenue and like 36th Street in Queens, uh, in Astoria. Um, they had a Fra Diablo, a seafood Fra Diablo. Oh, this is what movie. you texted me about. Oh, okay. gosh. I ate, I ordered it because I was like, oh, I think this is like what Shulb used to get over at Artie's place. And uh, it had it had calamari, it had mussels, it had octopus, it had clams, it had shrimp, mm, it had God lobster. Damn. It was spicy, on, spicy broth. All on a black linguine with just heat, 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 heat. Uh, and they make all their own pastas in-house. So the pasta was, oh, fantastic. So was so, that was that linguine, you called it black linguine, was it squid ink? I think, that's how, I think that's how they get it. I, I, think, I think that's exactly it. And I think that's why they serve it with uh, seafood. I think it's, that's ex- precisely what you're saying. Is, wow. Is exactly right. That sounds effing fantastic, dude. I ate every bite. I licked the plate. I bit any part of the plate that was a little loose. I chewed through the plate. <laughs> there were some drippings on the tablecloth. I cut them out with a little pair of shears like they were with me and ate, ingested them. It was that good. It's so good. I but ran dude, back into the kitchen and I dove through the little area where they set the plates and yeah. ate all the seafood. But <laughs> but I tell you, in all honesty, man, I mean, all I think about is Avi's freaking Fra Diablo. Right. Yeah. It's all it's all I can think about is that and actually Luca's Luca did it wasn't it wasn't Fra Diablo, but he Luca used to do this like seafood stew or something. And I mean Ooh. the broth on this was so goddamn good. You you can't yeah. even imagine what this That's guy you get knows. it. When you get the sea, different kinds of seafood just mixed together. Yeah. And it, like you said, that broth, like that just briny goodness. With that kind of like that tomato base with punch, you know, like he's got like jalapenos and just shit tons of onion, you know. You just can't even, it's just like fantastic. But Well, um, when you journey out this way again, we will go have, I want you to at least try this, Fra Diablo. I will, absolutely I will. Uh, Bridget um, I don't remember she got uh, fettuccine alfredo with uh, pesto and she said it was the best pasta she's ever had really yeah Do, are, they, are they rolling their own pasta I'm assuming yeah they roll and make their own pasta in house yeah um, the service is fantastic they have a great beer and wine selection have you met um, the owner no 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 and that's my goal is I'm going to go befriend him yeah uh, and it's like two blocks from your house 
Oh yeah, dude. They have the long blocks, though. The long blocks, the cross blocks. Do they avenue to avenue or whatever? Do they have uh, do they have a little bar in there where you can pop in for a cocktail? Uh, not really. No, no it, it, it's not. It's a restaurant for that. Yeah, but it's it's small. Um, it's small. It's got some high. It's got a high top along the high top uh, kind of bench bar kind of thing on the side along the windows, and then the rest are all just regular tables. But they pack them in. Like we got yeah. there, we were one of maybe four people or four couples eating um and then at one point we were kind of sitting in the middle of the dining room uh towards the window and uh the couple next to us that was right along the brick wall got up and and they were done and the waiter came over and said would you like to move over along the wall and we're like let's take that as a sign of yes (laughs) so we moved against that wall and it was perfect timing because people just started flowing in wow and we had a nice little barricade from them. I'd be interested to know whether it was like young Italian, like Luca, or whether it's like you know an old school family. Closer to Luca's. You think so? Because yeah. it's a little more panache and. Yeah, they get. It. I mean, they, they the the crowd especially, but the flavor remind me of a lot more of Luca's. Like his, uh, what was it? His ravioli. Oh my oh, gosh! You can't even. I mean, can't the, touch it. He, dude, yeah. Was that a, that was a veal ravioli? Right? He had the veal ravioli, which was in a little spicy like um, bacon uh, cream sauce, mm-hmm. and then he had the uh, spinach ravioli, which was in like a butter and basil. Oh, that veal ravioli <sighs> was one of the, the still one of the greatest pieces. <sighs> The veal is amazing, and I would, you know, sometimes the cooks would make, like, uh, appetizers. They would make some things for dinner, right? We'd always have, well, we'd always have family dinner before we opened the restaurant, but, you know, sometimes you'd get, you know, they'd have extra ravioli, so they'd fry them up or whatever, and this shit was, I mean, amazing. Yeah, Santiago, this guy Santiago, he was from South America, and he, Ecuador, I think he was from Ecuador, and he would come in every single day. He was in at like 9 a.m. rolling out pasta, dude. Like making, making gnocchi. Like all day long. We'd do lunch. We'd have lunch, and he would cook. You know, we'd have 10, 12, 15 covers at lunch. And so he would make the lunches while he was preparing all of the pasta for dinner service. And, you know, we didn't open until, like, 5 o'clock at night, and we were closed by 11. But, damn, if they didn't go through some pasta in that place. And every every single day, he was in there making all that shit from scratch morning up. It was amazing. That's insane. That's insane. And that pasta was so good. I think it's got to be the same setup. It's the same... Because they're they're doing that there and they're cranking out the same amount of meals. I mean, yeah. those Lucas would be would be packed full. We're talking about um, oh yeah, Thursday through Sunday, dude. What the name of the joint up on the Upper East Side? We're talking about 90, 90th and like First Avenue. Eighty right? ninth. It was eighty ninth and First. It used to be uh, Lucas, and now it's like yeah, it's not. Look, it's Cava Tapo Grill. I think they call it. Yeah, best but, pasta. Some of the best pasta I've ever had. Am I wrong? No, yeah. no, 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 and this place maybe because it's been so long since I've been there. It may be the reason I thought this place was so good, but I think uh, you know, same same school of thought where 
you know, you make your pasta in house and you make your sauces from scratch. Yeah, man. And you know what? You're going to turn out some good shit. That's right. And that's the thing. Like, I live in Indianapolis and I love Indianapolis, but, you know, there's maybe two or three uh, to my, uh, now, in all fairness, I don't really go out and do the research, but, you know, I have friends that take me places. It's like maybe two or three joints that make their own recipes and I, you know, I would go 85%. There's not a single restaurant in the city that's rolling their own pasta on a daily basis. I mean, yeah. the entire city. I mean, it's a million people in population. You just don't get that. Now, you, yeah. there's there's a lot of Mexican joints out here. And some of that shit is really, really good. Yeah. A lot you're of Mexican. Especially pressed tortillas. Absolutely. Carne yeah. And their tacos, you know. There's no lettuce and cheese on those mother effers. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, but find an Italian place. I mean, we went to a couple. Didn't we go, when you yeah. were living here, didn't we go to that place on East Street? We won't name it, but yeah. I, I was unimpressed, really. Weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. The tomato sauce was... Yeah. Yeah. It, I, yeah. I, that was before we went and saw a little night music. That's right. That's right. And I, I don't know if you remember this, but I think one of the big tells about a, a bad sauce, and it's happened with barbecue, and it's happened, and maybe tomato-based issue with me, but I get a bad uh, stomach bloating if I get a bad <sighs> sauce. And you remember That's that right. night I got it? In New York? Yep. That was like five, seven, that had to be shit, that had to be like 2006. Yep, it happened to me when we went down there. You and me and Bridget's sister. Yep, we went to uh, dinner down in the, Lower East Side. Uh, Lower East Side. Yeah, no, no, we were. Yeah, we were in Chelsea, I, I think. Oh, I thought we were okay. East. I thought we were on the East Side. That could be right, Chelsea. We were a little right. further west. Okay. I think. I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, but no, I got right. it from tomato soup that night. I got it from a barbecue place another time where I had to walk around the block like six times because I felt like my stomach was going to explode. You must have uh, you must have an allergy to tomatoes or something, dude, where they're using like tomato paste or something. That it just... may be a paste. I think it's if they use, because I don't get it from really good sauce. I don't get it from really good <laughs> So what's going on in there? Is like, so your, your large intestine, is it like constricting? What's... Uh, what it <laughs> well, feels like is it yeah. feels like like uh, gas pain, but it's like <laughs> I can entertain you. It feels like gas pain. Okay, but it's like so bad that it feels like somebody's. You know how it feels when somebody takes your blood pressure and they put that bag on your arm. Yeah, and they start inflating it, and yeah. you're like, "Oh my god, you're gonna crush my arm." Yeah, you're gonna crush my arm, and then all of a sudden they let it out. That's what it feels like. But it's like it's around my inside my waist going out. So and it's basically, yeah. Wind it's just is. gas. It's like really, 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 really bad stomach gas. And then does it, so, and not to get, I don't want to get too nasty not to about get it. personal about it. But so does it release as a gas? Like, do you literally, like, you know, poof it out? What do you, I mean, you're <laughs> farting it out? What's happening? Uh, I'm trying to think out. Yeah, well, that starts happening at some point. It moves its way down to that point. <laughs> But where it really starts getting uncomfortable is like it happens right, right in the area that would be like around your belly button. Uh, it starts. Okay, because I'm thinking, you know, like when I get really bad gas or I gotta go to the bathroom, like I get yeah, it like right below, 
What? What'd you say? So it will definitely tell us about that. <laughs> no, but like for me, it like comes in right beneath my belt line. And like, I just feel that in my lower yeah. abdomen. I was like, ah. That's the place. Yep. And that's got to be where it's entering the, is it large or small intestines first? Uh, I don't the remember. small is first and then it goes into the large intestine. That's my So it has something to do with the way that the small intestine starts breaking down, whatever it is. Uh-huh. And then it goes, oh, shit, you just dropped Mentos in my Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and then your body starts going, oh. And then the next thing you know, uh, it works its way through. And then at some point, I guess you do. I don't know. But the first time it happened was, yeah, when we had dinner down, uh, I guess it was Lower West West Side, probably. Okay. Like 26th Street. Th- yeah. I was thinking like 26 to 30, but I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, no, that's right. 26th Street. But I was thinking yeah. east side of the island, really. Yeah. We're probably somewhere between 6 and 7. And that tomato okay. soup, I know it was a tomato soup because that was the only thing that's kind of the common denominator. You had to, did you went home that night? I left. I walked out of the restaurant and you guys all went out for another. Yeah. Drink. We I was like, I have somewhere. to either walk or, I don't know, go to the hospital. Yeah. But <laughs> no, like, you went home. No. Yeah. And I was fine once I got home and walked it off and all that. But it's happened only maybe four times in my entire life. And it's always had to do with me eating something tomato based. Yeah. There's something weird. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all something about the artificial paste or something along those lines. But and it happens very rarely anymore. Yeah. Hmm. I'll eat a tomato like an apple right now if you want me to. <laughs> that's what, that's a show. Like you eat, we'll put like twelve different types of prepared tomatoes in front of you, <laughs> and like <laughs> like you can of concentrated paste. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll start with the paste because that's what we think is going to do it. That's the so, trigger. I'm yeah, so so we start with that and see if that works. And if not, then we go to like the stewed tomatoes. <laughs> then we go to tomato sauce, <laughs> you know. Yeah. We switch from, from standard tomato sauce to organic. And we just move on down the line and give you every type of tomato we can until it's it happens. Like, yeah. Until you're just doubled over, and then we'll videotape that, and we'll make millions. <laughs> we'll post it on YouTube. Bob Saget will come out of retirement. That's right. Hey, everybody, you've got to see this. <laughs> yeah, we get two million hits and advertisements on YouTube. It'll be great. So one overarching... and, and <laughs> you, you had to say that. <laughs> one overarching uh, <laughs> you item... idiot. Oh, I didn't even take a note on that. I was just actually, I was just shooting from the hip. Sure. Uh, one overarching, overarching uh, item about this whole thing. We're talking about movies. We're talking about your trip here. We're talking about the new year. Was the fact that the whole entire time that Brian was visiting, we were talking about the great movies that were out at the time, like Creed and whatever. Uh, Brian could not let go of the fact that I was excited about Star Wars. <laughs> And continue to latch on to the fact that, hey, what what character do all people that love Star Wars hate? Like Jar Jar Binks. So Cap's just ribbing me about, uh, I can't wait. I hope they include Jar Jar. Oh, you know, my favorite character of all the movies is Jar Jar. 
and just riddling me with that. Well, I would no. I thought first of all, I thought that was your buddy, <laughs> and you know, I thought that Jar Jar, uh, you know, really saved uh, episodes one, two, and three. <laughs> if you know, it, Jar Jar's Jar Jar's greatest moment of episode of the trilogy, yeah. Of the original, or well, the let's now consider the prequels. Yeah, uh, was uh, when he's crying. Uh, and spoiler alert! Uh, so if you haven't seen those movies, please right. do not listen to the next twenty seconds. Uh, was the part where Jar Jar is mourning uh, Amidala? <laughs> <laughs> he's, in the, he's in the funeral procession. And he's just crying. What I love about that whole speech, Mark, is that at the tail end of it, you prefaced it with a spoiler alert for a movie that is 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, I don't know if you've seen On the Water, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but if you haven't seen it yet... Like, it's like God... Like, you're going to give away the ending to Godfather 1. That's the GD uh, state of the world right now. It's, everybody's a pretty spoiler. Do you remember when you were a kid and you'd be on the school bus and somebody would ruin uh, a movie for you? Now it's just we're all so sensitive to it. Yeah, I but I dude, I had a guy. You know that movie? What's You're like, the... yeah, but I can get really rat's ass and I'll spoil a movie for someone. No, 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 no. There was this dude I went to undergrad with. His name was Wellborn Farine. What was his first name? Wellborn. And Holy smokes! It was, that would not fly. It was well. It, he's from South Carolina. It was his, as I recall, and he would correct me on this, but if needed. But it was his mother's maiden name, Wellborn. And, and, and in fact, Wellborn was his middle name. His first name is William. So it was William Wellborn Farin. So Wellborn was his middle name. And that was his mother's maiden name. It, you know, he was, made no attempt to really hide that name. Less attempt. In, fa uh, the, you know, in fact, he went by Wellborn, um, which was his middle name. Yeah. But he, one day, I'll never, I'll never effing forget this, uh, nor will I forgive him for it. Let me tell you this, is it going to give him any, are we going to give him any slack for being well-born? <laughs> no, we're not. He's, hey, look, this is a stand-up, you know, citizen of the United States. He's yeah, a, he's a voter, he's a voter. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. He's a tax-paying citizen, so, but. Sorry, sorry, I'll give him a stage <laughs> But he proceeded to tell me the plot outline and then the, the and, and the outcome of the movie. <laughs> I'm tearing out what my audience needs to know is that I'm Spoiler terrible alert. with names. No, I'm terrible with names. I, don't, I can't remember anything, so I need Mark's help here. It was the movie, and it is. this is a spoiler alert, but the movie's 20, 25 years old. Um, the name of the movie where there was the guy that was living uh, in, in drag and nobody knew it, and then it came out at the end. Oh, Crying Game. Crying Game. Wellborn for you William. Know this is a Crying Game spoiler. <laughs> he gave okay. me, yeah, this, this is a big spoiler. But he, I said I wanted to see it because everybody was talking, at the time the Crying Game came out, 
everybody was talking about it. I was a big, you know, there was. We already spoiled it. I just realized. Never mind. Go ahead. We did. Well, yeah, because my description of the movie spoiled it. But (laughs) (laughs) movie where the guy figures out that the villain's his father, (laughs) or whatever, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And wears a black hood. Um, But. Wellburn was like, oh, you know, no, when the movie came out, everybody was crazy about it. And there was a lot of, you know, oh, God, no, there's this big twist and you can't even see it coming. And it's a great experience. And go see it, go see it, go see it. Right. That was the whole hubbub about this movie. And so Wellborn was told me about the movie and he was like, oh, dude, you know, whatever. I saw Crying Game. And I was like, hey, I, go, I, I, was, I remember this distinctly. I was like, Wellborn, Wellborn, I haven't seen it. So don't tell. I know that there's something big that happens in there, but I have no idea what it is. But don't tell me what that is. But go ahead with your story. And he was like, no, 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 no I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. And then he starts going through the plot more and more. And I'm like, Wellborn, it really seems like I was like, you're <laughs> It really it seems sounds like you're starting to give me a little too much information here. Well, yeah, born. That's right. Like you're you're moving down this line of information, and like I think it's just I think it's too much, and I feel like you're just gonna spoil this whole movie for me. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> he's like this is not the spoiler he's like everything's fine everything's fine and so then he keeps telling me the story i don't remember i don't remember the story at all now now but he just keeps going down and down and deeper and deeper and i'm like well born seriously i don't want to know the outcome to this movie and i feel like i'm going down this path now and then he he just tells me he's like and then at the end like he's in the shower or whatever it's a dude he's like it's a fucking dude (laughs) Like, what? <laughs> and I go, well, Lord Farine, I can't believe you just told me that. Oh, like he did. Yeah. He told me the entire story. He may not remember it to this day, but that is honest to God. That's the way I remember it. And so I've never, I've never, so I've never watched the movie. I can never. Well, first, let's go through the life lessons here. First of all, you've, you've got a friend that's name got a name like a big city dandy. <laughs> well, Lord Farin, yeah, no, and he's—I think we're friends on Facebook. If I didn't delete him, so he could very well hear this at some point. I'll tell him it's about an hour and six in. So about an hour and six in, we're going to talk about the fact that you're the biggest spoiler that ever hit the <laughs> what early nineties. That's yeah. I mean, it was yeah early nineties because I was out of school there in ninety-three. So. <laughs> you spoiled the crack. He did. I've never. I've That'd never watched one of the movies that was synonymous with people like do not spoil this movie. That's right. Like ahead of probably before that was probably or after that was probably Sixth Sense was the one where people went like yeah that's right. And before that, Empire Strikes Back. I guess so. What because of uh, Darth Vader being his father? Uh, yeah, Han Solo's father. <laughs> Spoiling motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, it's been 40 fucking years. <laughs> um, don't do it, though. I don't want to be responsible for but that. Yeah. <laughs> Children may be listening to this, and you spoil it for them. But no, that's right. Sixth <laughs> Sense. Like, and anything that M. Night Shyamalan has ever made yeah. has a huge twist in it. But Sixth Sense, 
I think that's right. That's probably the next one. Can that's an interesting. Huh? Should we move into Star Wars just a little bit? Because <clears throat> sure. um, I want to preface this by saying I did a bad thing prior to seeing the movie. And What'd you, you know do? how excited I was about it. What'd you do? Is I would click on every piece of clickbait that came along. Dude, like, so you already... Uh, by the way, uh, this... this oh, Hold on. Before we move forward, Mark, I do want to say in all sincerity that the there are Star Wars spoilers ensuing. Star Wars spoilers ensuing. Okay, I would so, say, honestly... So go um, ahead, then. Despite a little bit at the end of this podcast, this will probably take you maybe through the finish line. Yeah. Um, I don't know any way else to tell anybody that... No, no. But, so you were, but you were in the process of saying what? So, um, I got so excited. Like, I was watching it trailer, watching every Japanese trailer, every time it would be like, hey, here's the Australian trailer release of trailer two, watching all of it. And then I was uh, clickbaiting. I was just a freaking giant Star Wars <laughs> largemouth bass for clickbait. I was just floating along this murky yeah. bottom of the pond, looking around and then Anything. this spinnerbait of like, hey, big plot reveal here. And I'd be like, and I'd be go over and click on it and I read somebody was like plot uh, the entire movie plot revealed so I was like oh, oh my god I can't wait it's like three weeks away there's no way I can, can wait any longer so did you really do that it's probably just BS anyways oh my. and I read through a plot but the best part was because it was like a shot for shot yeah plot reveal or whatever and I finished reading it and I closed out of it and I just stared at the wall going wow that's that's going to be really good <laughs> seriously dude <laughs> to see it visually but, but, but there are a lot of little surprises in there that would have really but Mark, really got me so well, listen. I'm telling you. I'm well, let me just say. Let me, uh, okay, uh, keep so, hold that thought. Hold that thought. May I? Okay. Inter, may I yeah. inter, uh, intervene here for a moment? I, I am shocked that you would read that before the movie. Because Mark, I'm yeah, a, you know I'm a casual fan. I mean, I grew up on Star Wars. I I, I loved it. I didn't mind episodes one through three. I thought they were different, and it wasn't. It didn't capture the same type of awe that I had as a younger person. And I just kind of wrote it off, and I thought you were all pissed off about those three movies because you thought that that actually shaped your childhood. And I knew that it was that it did. Like that was my impression, right? And then yeah. the yeah. and then this came out, and, and but that that's kind of my background on it. But you, but I feel like you are more emotionally tied to it. Like you're actually angry about those three movies. You're angry about the prequels, right? Uh, I, I, I get more angry. Um, actually, and you know what's funny is I wasn't as angry when I went to see them because I sat there and I just kind of drank in trying to put the, the story together. Everything's happening. Yep. And I like the fact that, yeah, this was a really busy universe. These characters um, were a small part of this huge thing going on. Um, 
and I didn't really get angry until maybe um, really? the third episode when yeah when they started figuring out because I think part of my love of the first two was yeah he's a bratty little kid he's stupid he's gonna grow up but part of what I liked was the fact that that's innocent little kid that's been kind of raised on so he's kind of a slave and then uh, gets picked up by these Jedi so well he's gonna have to go through some real crap at some point and become right. Darth Vader you know I was like oh my god what this kid has to go through and so I was always anticipating that in the second movie he was this kind of, he was a bratty teenager and kind of whining all the time and, and got into some some uh, some stuff and all that and then I was really looking forward to Revenge of the Sith because I was like okay here's where we're going to see it we're going to see this uh, Shakespearean uh, downfall where it's it's going to happen and we're going to see why you know why we were introduced to Alec Guinness we're going to see right. Obi-Wan turn into that why was he was why was he so devastated and so effed up that he moved into like solitude and then uh, Anakin Skywalker where did he finally just snap and and how did he get to a situation where he had to, like, they had a lightsaber battle, and he had to be be put into this iron lung of a walking night suit kind of thing? So I was building to that, and I was like, oh. and I think I was most let down by the third movie, where a lot of people say, like, that's the one that gives me the most, you know, that's the one where I'm the, I'm the most forgiving about. I'm like, well, why? Because because in the last. I miss it. Right? You get to see Princess Leia get dropped off in Alderaan, and you get to see Luke Skywalker drop down to it. And Uncle uh, <laughs> Owen and Peru and Tatooine. Is that why you love the movie? Because the rest of it sucks. Like the whole temptation of the dark side shit. Like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So you, so you, so the moral of the story is, ladies and gentlemen, that you are, you are listening to the ravings of a madman. Like, Mark, if you just listen to the last three minutes of this tape, you just absolutely explaining why you're not angry about the first three episodes. This is why when you start bringing up Jar Jar, you need to point a little bit because right. you don't just throw that stuff out of it. Right. You have to get so my point, so my point is, is that I'm not angry about the first three episodes, and you weren't, but you are. You are angry about them. Okay. Now, yeah. now all that said, right? Like that's that's how serious you take it, and that's great, and that's great, and I I don't. No, 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 no. Uh, but no, that, but you're illustrating my point. So I'm glad that you did that. I'm saying that, uh, you know, I'm more of a casual fan and I could see it from a different, uh, uh, just a different perspective that, you know, it's his fucking, it, it yeah. was Lucas's fucking brainchild, right? He built that thing. He built the characters you yeah. love and he can do whatever the fuck he wants with it. And if that means that he's going to, you know, go a completely different route, episodes one to three, and, you know, pay attention to the, 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 the tools that he now has that he didn't have 20 years earlier or whatever it was, you know, then that's, that's his, 
can create yeah. a whole science behind why the force exists and stuff. If you want to get angry about spiritual. it, right. Yeah. So, no, okay, so that's a good example. He can do whatever he wants. He can do it, right? Yeah. So all of that said, my, my, the yeah. point of this whole thing is that I, that's the way I feel about it. And yet, I would, n I, but, but I would never, ever have read the fucking plot synopsis of this movie before I saw it. Yeah. And so the fact that you, with, given the amount of passion that you have about it, would allow that whole plot line to be played out in, uh, as an, a news article without having watched it, I'm just shocked by it. I'm not judging, there's no judgment in it, Mark. I'm just shocked that you would allow yourself to do that. <laughs> there's no, there isn't, there isn't any judgment in it. <laughs> no, it's not that I'm disappointed, I'm just kind of amazed that you would do, someone that was so hyped up to see that movie, like, when I was there, well, let me tell you, was, let me ask yeah. you one question. When you were here, mm -hmm. and let's make this a transition, what did I tell you my number one YouTube... Uh, Watch, watching people watch the trailer to Star Wars. I mean... <laughs> so how... Well, I did. I did. But I never thought that would lead yeah. you to reading the synopsis of the movie with prior to having seen it. But it was wrong. But the thing is, but here's the other thing. It was wrong. And I didn't know that. <laughs> so it was like, so the, like Luke was dead. Luke it was, was dead. It like wasn't. it was that wrong? No, no, no. It was close. What did it say about Han Solo? It was close. Did it say that he died? No. It okay. was, okay. yeah, it so. was So it it's yeah, see, that, I guess that's the first thing my mind bad. went to, was how could you... But the other thing was, I didn't know whether it was right or wrong, so there was a part of me that was like, well, this is, maybe this is just BS, there's no way, there's no way, but in the back of my mind, well, this kind of information just doesn't just... No, like, no, it got leaked. But it, it just it like you, like I guess here's what my ultimate point is, may, if I may. Yeah. Hey, you <laughs> this is how much not in judgment I am over your decision to read the synopsis of that movie before you saw it. But the wait, you're well, really well, wait till you hear what I'm about to say. You have to live with that for the rest of your life. <laughs> well, the least judgmental response you could have had was you. You have to live with that for the rest of your life, Mark. That you maybe this is your new charger. Maybe that you, you read some poser's blog with a bunch of spoilers, some of which did not even prove to be true. And that's where you learned of the death of Han Solo. 
And you, and, and then you had to, from that, having read that article, you then had to trudge your ass into the theater to watch his death. And you have to live with that. You're right. You knew it was coming. My favorite Everybody else in America, series. dude, went into that movie with the brightest of hopes about its success and about its effectiveness and they you know i think we all wanted it to return to the old school style of cinema and we went in with those high hopes and we weren't disappointed we were you know, it was like a kumbaya but you but you went into that movie with no hope because you knew Han Solo was going to die, and then you waited the whole movie for that to happen. Like, you can't tell me you didn't. No, I honestly, I watched it like a kid that loves a movie with right. bad stuff. I'm saying it. And watches it every time, <laughs> thinking that the. That I'm the just saying, dude, this is a profound impact on you as a person impact not reflection of i'm no no i'm not saying that it's a reflection of you as a person i'm not i'm not saying there's anything bad in it i'm saying that i think you are a, by default psychologically affected by this <laughs> yes. the moment i've been waiting for and you don't even yeah and you don't even know it yet years. You you are affected by was... it. No. You do. Yes, I do know it. I do know that it That you knew it. that Han Solo was going to die? Did you know this before the... Did you know any of this before no. we did this podcast? We haven't did talked I... about this. I didn't tell no. you any of this. I bear... It's your relish camp. Like you were... You're just... You were waiting. You were just no, waiting no. We haven't job. talked about it. We haven't even talked since I saw the movie. I shot you a couple of texts, but no, we haven't talked about it. So, so this has affected you. I, so, I'm not making light of it either. I'm very aware of it. What is so? You're like, I'm not. <laughs> so, so this has already affected you. You're already aware of an effect. No, because honestly, uh, when I this is going to sound funny to me, to you. But when I watched the movie, that moment that I spoiled for myself, which was, it turns out, was one of the few accurate things in the stupid post <laughs> I read. The few things yeah. that freaking accurate uh, was Han Solo's death. Uh, I had the least reaction to, by the way, that it was directed, okay. shot, acted. Yeah. You didn't so, you didn't think it was very know. good? In, in my mind. You didn't think it was directed or shot well or acted well. Is that what you... It was shot well. I thought it was acted well on Adam Driver's part. I felt like I don't know. What did you pull from that moment? From the Okay, let's go back to the moment. Let's get off the fact that okay. I spoiled it for myself. But uh all that it said in the spoiler I read was that There'll be a moment where some stuff's going down, and Han Solo puts himself in a situation to stop right. Kylo Ren. 
who is his son, <laughs> and uh, which was a big spoiler. And uh, in that moment, Kylo Ren will make a choice and kill Han Solo. Wow. That's all it said. Yeah, that I can't believe, dude. Which is a huge spoiler. So I kind of, in my back of my mind, it was always creeping that that might be happening. So maybe that moment would have been more powerful had I not seen it coming. But even when Han Solo walked out on the bridge and started approaching him, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I th- and in my mind, I'm going, did I not know what I know? Uh, would I be expecting him to die now? And I was like, yeah. There was no question, right? When he started walking out on that bridge, you and yourself, were you going, eh, I'll tell you what I thought well. about that, specifically within that moment on the screen I'm going to tell you what I thought that's what I'm asking okay viewers or listeners (laughs) all two of you (laughs) here's what I thought I thought there was a chance that Han Solo would live and what how how did you that his son was telling him the truth that he needed help and that he wanted to go home. I believe I had I had hope that he was telling the truth to Han Solo. And it didn't once uh, and I'm I'm being perfectly honest with you Mark, I never once thought he was going to kill him. No. You didn't. No, I probably would not I, would have I think you would have seen through it too because I went to uh, the movie with, as I indicated, uh, Rob and my friends and Rob and Noel, and they both knew that he was going to die in that moment when he was out on that bridge. But I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think that. Well, because he says, and he said to him, he said, "Will you?" Yes, 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 yes. And, on, and Harrison Ford says, "Yes," and then. As soon as the light side is extinguished in the dark, I, it was. It was be- actually. I, I shouldn't shit on the the beauty of the way it was directed in that way. I just felt like once he ran his lightsaber into Han Solo, I felt like he. I don't know. I think even Han Solo wouldn't yeah. know what to expect from that. But I felt like there should have been more pain. And maybe because it's a PG-13 movie. Yeah, but it's more... Like, there was shots. No, no, I I agree with you. But, you know, it's more, I think, Mark, what I want to say about that and my initial impressions is that his death was more about iconography than it was about reality. It's about that, just that initial look on his face, right? When the fucking saber goes into him. And it's that look on his face of realization, acknowledgement, and horror at what he's looking at as his last image. That's all they needed to capture on film. They don't need him doubled over in pain and screaming in agony before he falls off. That's not how anyone wants to remember Han Solo. They want... 
Yeah, no, no, died. that's right. It's not about pain and suffering on their way out. It's about the how noble as a filmmaker, how noble can I can I make these characters look at that ultimate moment? Right. That's what connects us to it. That's what we remember. And that's what yeah. we go ahead. But here, here's what we have to combine, though. Do we have? Let's do a side by side. And you and I can do this together next time we hang out, and I'll do it. I've got all the movies here. Uh, we need to put next when Han Solo steps up to the platform to do to go and be frozen in carbonite yeah. in Empire Strikes Back. The way he steps into that role and says, "Yeah, I'm going to die right now." Is that what Harrison Ford was channeling to do that moment? I have to watch it again because maybe he was just this steely. Yeah, I'm. I always. I've always known my entire life that death was not. Is that what he says? Something like that. Possibility. Yeah, that's that what he said, though. Steps up on the thing and then prisons live. Oh, 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 I see. No, I, I, see. I, I see. I see. I see. That's my question. Is is Han Solo always knew there was a possibility? Of course, right. He was a pirate, right? So is that why when the when the blade goes through or when the lightsaber maybe he didn't feel it because obviously would have shot straight through to his spine uh, was that it and did he make the moment to say I'm uh, I'll do whatever it takes knowing that what his son was asking him was will you let me kill you to do whatever I need to do and he said yeah yeah, I see. I didn't. I, I obviously. I think of actually going with a coworker this week to see it again, and I, I'm glad you said that because I want to watch that progression on uh, Han Solo's face during that meeting. And then freaking immediately yeah. Chewbacca <laughs> and shoots freaking Adam Driver yeah, in the yeah, shoulder yeah. and drops him like. His freak out and then blows the yeah. It was beautiful. That actually got me because he flipped over and I wasn't not that I wasn't emotionally moved, but I was really, 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 really watching it going like. And I maybe and and maybe and maybe you'll attest to this was the fact that I was like, oh crap, it's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Red yeah. was right. The spoiler was right, and maybe I was focusing so hard on that that I was expecting something to really shake me out of that, and it didn't. I don't know. I'll watch it again because all the huge Star Wars fans I've talked to have said uh, yeah. they liked it on their first uh, viewing. Uh, yeah, I think it, I'm going to feel the same way. And I think that it's an instant cult film. Instant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instantly. Dude. All the jokes. Oh, my God. Freaking uh, the guy that played Poe, Dameron, that he set the tone at the beginning when he gets brought before Kylo Ren and he looks up at him he looks down and he goes but it was great dude when it oh yeah no it went back to like basics yeah some wisecracking and some oh when they're running through the little marketplace and he's like uh, he says uh, what about that ship she's like yeah. Oh, good job. yeah take this one the ship blows up she goes, all right, we'll take that ship. No, I know. It was, it had that effect all through it. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Beautifully done. What'd you think of, um, 
Daisy Ridley. Yeah. I thought she she's, she's was easy on the gem. eyes. Yeah. I'm not asking you what you thought I'm of her saying, physically. Yeah. No, she was she was good. No, I, uh, she she was no, she was good. I thought she was well cast. Um, I'm not sure that she's. I mean, it's kind of you know if you if you, I mean if you're asking my opinion, if you compare her to, you're not. No. Yeah. To where uh, Mark Hamill was right when Hamill was Luke uh, in you know, when they first released episode four, like he was just a kid. He wasn't ripped. He wasn't a superhero. And that's the way they cast it. Right. That's what they wanted. They wanted like the boy next door, whatever, to be this guy. And then, you know what role he was, he was in when he did star Wars was he was playing, he was in the pilot as the, (laughs) yeah. Well, there you go. That's, that's like him. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, soft, like, you know, not just like a behemoth, like, he's not ripped, he's not athletic, you know, he's just kind of this kid. And then, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and just dumbass. (laughs) But then she is kind of that parallel, right? I mean, she's really attractive, but she's not, she doesn't appear particularly athletic or stiff or firm and strong she appears kind of soft and and um you know i don't know weak is the word but you know not not strong couldn't defend herself necessarily and then she she's this like wicked uh not wicked but you know a vibrant athletic like person that defends themselves yeah. And so, uh, yeah. so, so I thought that that was so. I, th- I guess my whole point there is that I thought she was really well cast in that sense. Um, yeah. But uh, do I think she can carry a movie? No. Yeah, I think she's I, as much respect as I have for actors in general. Uh, I just don't know that she's quite there to carry a movie, and maybe she's not going to have to. You know, Luke hasn't had to carry a movie. I think Luke's, yeah. of all coincidence or irony, Luke is going to have to carry the, the episode, what is it, eight? You know, yeah. And she's oh, she's Cameron. not going to have to carry it. He's going to have to. And the irony in that is, is that he was, you know, yeah. uh, with all due respect, he was kind of a weak actor in... 74 or 77 or whatever that first movie came out so like for him to carry a movie is kind of shocking but i and maybe that's not the way it's going to play out but she can't i don't think she well we know the fact the fact that she took r2 and yeah yeah yeah. luke is and donegal or whatever uh but um bb8s with the two interesting characters, uh, the, uh, right, Finn right, and right. Poe. Yeah. So we don't even have well, to be and maybe, do we, we know, do we even know the title of episode eight? No, that won't be really, because I'll, because no. there's no way I'll tell you this in my, what? no, no, I'm not, but I'm saying, 
No, but I'm saying there's no way that they gave Finn that large of a role and he's not one of the protagonists in episode eight. There's no way. He is... No, that's his career. Like, that kid's career. Episode eight is going to be focused on him and fucking Luke. Yeah. Yeah. With those two. Like, that's what... It has to be. That's the way they set it up, in my mind. He's... He's honestly... He's the... Honestly... It's hard to say. It's almost like they split Han Solo between him and Poe. So you have the pilot and the hero. Male hero. And then you have her being like a... She's a cross between, like, Princess Leia. Well, yeah, exactly. So I don't... I don't know how you somehow you've got to get a sense of. Uh, oh, here's what I want to hear. A happy to hear a prediction. It's not a spoil. It's not a spoiler-ridden uh, prediction. Okay. It's not influenced by any spoilers. But so at some point she's meeting Luke Skywalker to uh, obviously train with him, give him his lightsaber, uh, whatever. Um, at some point the. New World Order, or whatever the the what whatever they're called, they are also obviously searching for him. So you have the Knights of Ren, which is the crew that you saw Kylo running with, and uh, flashback, and are, are actually kind of known in the Star Wars universe. So they're at some point going to go after him, and maybe by her going there, it's going to kind of open them up to the fact that that's where he is. So it maybe could become kind of maybe kind of Obi Wan situation where he, they're trying to protect him a little bit while he can also train her and also Poe um, and Finn want to have a great uh, uh, liking for each other. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. My nerdiness. Uh, they're gonna start. They're going to have to go either rescue both of them or uh, uh, go out and somehow rescue them. Yeah, they got to go. Somehow they're going to end up having to rescue uh, Luke and Ray. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that could be pretty good. That's my prediction. But what I can't figure out is okay, so they sent Chewbacca, R2D2, I don't remember if C3PO was there, but they sent them all to. Uh, drop Ray off, drop the lightsaber off to Luke. But I think the, the lightsaber was like a calling card saying, like, here's your lightsaber, come with us. And maybe Luke will go with them to empower the. Yeah. Whatever the uh, resistance is what they're calling themselves. So maybe that's part of it, and they'll start flying around doing some crazy stuff again. Um, I don't know. My prediction is at some point, uh, the way they're going to get, like you were concerned about, the way they'll get Finn and Poe involved is by uh, doing, uh, Ray. And yeah, uh, yeah, no, that uh, that could be. I just uh, there's got to be some sort of like the Resistance won this movie, right? So it's got to be the dark side's got to be coming back at them. So yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe they go rescue them, but yeah. I'm assuming it's more of a like they're gonna have to team up and find each other and fight together kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 
Much like Empire. Yeah, stranded on outposts and whatnot, but... Which would be great. Yeah. Maybe, uh, <laughs> Come on. We'll show back up. <laughs> and, lo- and that dude with the little headband thing around the set. Uh, I know his name, but I don't know. What's his name? Like That's ridiculous. <laughs> that you know that dude is absolutely ridiculous. He's the guy that wakes up when it, when when uh, Han Solo hits the little or uh, uh, Lando Calrissian hits the little thing on his sleeve. He does the little <laughs> thing. Is there taking? <laughs> he's the guy that like is sitting there and then all of a sudden wakes up and he's got like the. Uh, little round, little Jesus. I don't even know what to say yeah. to you. I'm that nerdy. But I thought Daisy Ridley was amazing. I thought, uh, you know, it was great to see. It was great. It was just oh great to God. see the, the heroes in action. It was great to see Han Solo. Uh, he's like, yeah. that's not the way the force works. <laughs> it was so funny. When he was being as curmudgeonly and, like, doing Yeah, well, silly, my buddy Rob and I were laughing because part. when he he turned around at one point, they were on the Millennium Falcon. It was right after they'd met on the Millennium Falcon, and they all realized that they were allies and nobody was there to hurt each other. And he turns around, Solo turns around, and, like, BB-8 is at his feet. He just said, move, ball. Like, it just... The, the the vitriol in his voice about this fucking droid that was yeah everybody loves him he's just like move ball it was hysterical dude it was hysterical I did. How right. funny that was. Oh, you got that. Yeah. Picked up on all that. All right. Let's wrap this up. Mm-hmm. But, all right. Uh, let's see. Well, I'm looking at my notes here. Your note. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you uh, came in with else? notes, dude? <laughs> did no, I just wrote a few things. Yeah. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I said mentioned it. Here, so... Did we did we cover all of your the topics that you wrote down before this call? No, no. I had the spoilers for episode seven. No, no, no. I just I just wrote down kind of a few things. Yeah. In case we all right. Things to talk yeah, about. I can I can see you. All right, buddy. Can you see me now? Yeah, right, I'm in now. my kitchen. Cool? I'm getting ready to. I gotta make some. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm gonna make some dinner, buddy. Nice to talk to you, and uh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, we will return uh, hopefully as early as next week. <laughs> Rock on. A couple of dummies. <laughs> Is that the cutoff right there? Don't laugh after it, but it's the cutoff. Right. Right now, before that. They can't see it. Stroke my beard, stroke my beard. All right, see you, brother.